0: life gets hard. When life gets hard. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. And thereafter, we're going to jump to the end of the chapter. 2 Corinthians 4, verses 8 and 9. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed and then verse 16 on therefore we do not lose heart even though our outward man is perishing yet the inward man is being renewed day by day for our light affliction which is but for a moment is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory when life gets hard let's pray heavenly father We pray that you would take your word now and apply it to our broken hearts so that it can give us hope and strength and courage for the difficult times in which we live. Take the instrument and use me to the honor and glory of your name. For Jesus' sake, I pray. Amen. Sometimes life makes us feel like we're getting pummeled. We're getting pounded with left hooks and uppercuts, and we don't have a chance to even cover up and defend ourselves. And so we find ourselves lying on the canvas, dazed and confused. We make it to our feet when the bell rings, ending the round, and then we stumble back to our corner, wondering if the next round will be worse than this one. We wonder how much more punishment we can take. Are we going to continue on? We try to think about our next move. What's my strategy going to be? And when the bell rings, we slowly rise from our stool, and we nervously step into the center of the ring. Does this sound like an appropriate not analogy of how some of our days go? You sit through the night and pray, that God must relieve him or her from a suffering rather than take the life. You manage to sleep a few minutes only to awake to more suffering and more pain. Maybe you're in a continuous state of despair. You're stuck in a dead-end job where the boss is on your case, about one little thing all the time. Maybe you feel stuck in an abusive relationship and you feel too afraid to make an escape. Maybe you've lost a job. Maybe you've lost something or someone and life isn't nearly as pleasant as it was before. Sometimes you feel like throwing in the towel, but you find the strength somehow to get up and to press on. And you get up because you have hope. You press on because you have a reason to. You move forward because you realize there's something inside of you which is bigger than yourself, and so you fight anyhow. You may grunt and you may Strain as you do it. Life is hard, but you choose to push through the pain because you've conditioned your mind to constantly remind you that you are a survivor. You can find the source of your resiliency when we look to Jesus. Jesus was treated unfairly by people. Jesus was hated by people. When Jesus was arrested, all of his close friends deserted him, and Jesus knows what it is like to suffer. He knows what it feels like to be alone in, uh, in, uh, between four walls during something like COVID-19. He knows how it feels to lose, pe- to lose people who were close to him. Jesus knows the pain. Life was hard for Jesus, but our Jesus persevered through it all. He went and he died on the cross and he was raised to life so that you and I can have hope to live by. Sometimes it seems like the only thing going right in our lives is Jesus. The psalmist says in Psalm 69 verse 29, I am in pain and distress but may your salvation, O God, protect me. I am in pain and distress. Your salvation protects me. Sometimes life hurts and we're in anguish and misery. Sometimes the only thing that gets us through, as I said, is our relationship with Jesus. And the one constant in life is this. If nothing else is going right, Jesus is. Knowing that we are his protects us from getting to the point of wanting to give up. Throughout the Bible, we see a lot of examples of suffering, whether it be on a singular level, a personal level like Job, or a collective level like the Israelites. You'll see negative reactions to life's hardships as well as positive ones, and they are all there to make us to learn from and to strengthen and encourage us. If you read through the Psalms, you will often see where the writer is bearing his emotions and is describing his pain. If you read through the writings of Jeremiah, you can almost feel his sorrows and understand why he is known as the weeping prophet. Life was never a bed of roses for God's people. That's one of the things I like about the Bible. The Bible is real. The Bible shows real people dealing with real problems. The Bible isn't fairy tale. It's blood and guts. It's pain and struggles. But I thank God it's also victories and triumphs. It's hope and glory. It's about the love of God and the extent God went to because of his love for you and myself. The Bible helps us to better understand God and ourselves. It shows us about the hard times of life its hurts and its healings. It educates us about the pains and the sorrows and the joys and the tragedies and the triumphs of life. Sometimes, especially in this age of prosperity theology, many people think that being a Christian means your life will be free from pain and sorrow and challenges. Not true. Being a Christian is an unbelievable blessing, but that does not remove us from the hard times of life. Ministry of Healing, page 487, the inspired writer states the following. She says, study the history of Joseph and Daniel. The Lord did not prevent the plottings of men who sought to do them harm, but he caused all these devices To work for good in his servants who, amidst trial and conflict, preserve their faith and loyalty. Didn't Jesus tell his disciples that they would be persecuted? But I thank God that while he said to them, you would be persecuted, he also provided them encouragement for the challenges of life. When he said in John 16, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, he says, I have overcome the world. And so friends, when life gets hard, Remember that you have a Savior who has overcome the evil and the darkness of this world, and a Savior, moreover, who gives us power to overcome, too. We cannot escape the the challenges of life, but in Jesus, we have the peace to pull through. In the hard times of life, I often think of our scripture reading. The Apostle Paul says, writing about his own experience, we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Do you get the picture? Hard pressed on every side. The picture is, no matter where I go or what I do, there's pressure. And this is not the pressure that we hear from the drama queens when they say, ooh, the pressure, the pressure. Paul meant the pressure figuratively. But imagine being literally hard-pressed on every side. It would be constricting. It would be immobilizing. I'm not claustrophobic, but I don't like it when I can't move. And I think it stems from my childhood. It was raining outside, and we were playing hide and seek in the house, my siblings and I. And I decided that a good place to go and hide would be the wardrobe. Now, for the young people who are listening, they're not familiar with wardrobe. So just picture it as a built-in cupboard. So I decided to hide in the wardrobe. And one of my older siblings saw me creep into the wardrobe, and they came behind me. And quietly, they locked the door beside me. I sat there at first and enjoyed the darkness. And then I realized after a while, But it seems like no one's looking for me. And then I started panicking. I just wanted to get out of there. It seems as if all the coats and all the shirts and everything else was squeezing me in from all sides. And I eventually started knocking on the door, even though I was supposed to be hiding. There was no place to move. My breathing was constricted. I started to panic. For other times when I was held down as a child and tickled, I remember one lady in the church who enjoyed doing this to me. And when she visited our home, she would run over and catch me and pin me down on the bed and she would... Me. I would laugh at first and then I would cry as she pinned me down so tightly that I couldn't even move. And from laughing and crying, I eventually found it difficult to breathe and I was traumatized. That's life. Whenever I saw her car pull up, I ran and hid for my life. I can imagine the burden Paul felt from being hard pressed no direction to go into, no relief to find. But what did the Apostle Paul do? Instead of focusing on the pressure, he focused on the fact that he was not crushed. Obviously, when I was stuck in the wardrobe, I was hard-pressed, but I was not crushed. It was an awful moment, but eventually I made it out. The same with being held down and tickled. And I imagine the Apostle Paul is kind of saying the same thing. He says, things are not always feeling good. Being hard-pressed should not result in us being crushed. And then he continues the same pattern. He says, we are perplexed but not in despair. I looked up the meaning of the word, and it perplexed means to be puzzled or confused. Sometimes when you don't understand what's going on, that can be debilitating. Sometimes when you can't make sense of something, it could result in perplexity. You pray for your loved one to be healed, and the person still passes away. You pray for a job, and you believe that God led you to the interview, and you still get a reply, no. Life throws a curveball at you, and you say to yourself, why does this have to happen to me? What am I supposed to do now? The doctor says, I'm sorry, but it's incurable, and it's just a matter of time. What do you do? Paul and his companions were perplexed, they were baffled by some of the things that happened to them. But it did not get them to the point of despair. It did not get them to the point where they lost hope. They realized that they didn't need to have everything figured out in order to be okay because God is so sovereign and God is in control of your and my situation. We just need to stay close to him and follow his leading and we will be okay. He continues and he says, we are persecuted but not abandoned. Being persecuted is suffering for your faith. Maybe the life challenge you're going with through um, right now is that people have distanced yourself from you because you're a follower of Jesus. Maybe you stopped drinking or drugging a young person and how you've lost your so-called friends. I know that can, can hurt and you're feeling lonely and you're at a point of depression. Maybe you had a friend and you got in this huge fight And the person said some hurtful things to you. Life is hard. The apostle Paul had to deal constantly with people who were doing him harm. And when he became a Christian, he was ostracized from his peers. Some thought that he had lost their mind. He was once a persecutor of the church. So now as a Christian, he was an enemy. But he knew that he wasn't totally abandoned. He knew that he had new friends church friends and he had Jesus who sticks closer than a brother Jesus who would never leave him or forsake him senior citizens some of you as I said earlier attended prayer meeting with brother Joseph's brother Joseph and and now he's gone maybe during the prayer meeting you've become close friends maybe some of the relatives are in the church, the church has lost someone close. I heard the other day that your pastor and elders went and visited and prayed with him and encouraged him in hospital. The church may not have lost a member, but I believe you've lost someone close to you. Maybe someone hurt you deeply, but you found through the hurt God provided people to be by your side, people who were there in time of need. Maybe you're all alone and there's no one there to encourage you. You can find consolation in the fact that Jesus is an ever-present help in time of trouble. We are persecuted but not abandoned. Paul finishes his statement of hardships with struck down, but not destroyed. Ever feel like you've been struck down? You've been knocked to the canvas. Life comes from nowhere and sucker punches you to the ground. Sometimes life hurts, but there's always healing in Christ. Paul is saying, I may have been struck down, but I can still move. I may have been disabled. I may have been confined to a wheelchair, but I still have my mind. Life hurts, but what helps is when we can f- if we can focus while we are down there, if we can focus on the opportunities we have even when we are on the canvas. Sometimes we are held down for a minute, sometimes for a month. These things could carry on, but know that the things that happen to us do not define us. My disability is not my identity. My handicap is not my label. I will will not allow the hard times of life to destroy my spirit. When life hurts, I will look for the but. Struck down, but not destroyed. Hard pressed, but not crushed. Persecuted, but not abandoned. In the hard times of life, I will find the buts. And so we need not lose heart when life gets hard because the apostle Paul says, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory which outweighs them all. Look at his comparison about the, the outward and the inward. Maybe you're experiencing that tension today, you're getting older and that's your, your hardship right now. You can't do what you used to do. It may be that you have a new status. You are now known as a widow or a widower, or you are now known as a single parent, whereas before you were married and life is hurting you, you may be sitting with an empty nest and the children are gone. And you're wondering, how am I going to make it through we used to spend our days together we used to go shopping together we used to go to the church together we used to attend concerts together what am i going to do the things that you can still do takes longer to recover from. You're not as thin as you used to be. You don't have as much hair as you used to have. The hair isn't on the same place it used to be anymore. It's not the same color it used to be anymore. You have aches and pains and you have memory loss. Life is hard. Getting older is inevitable and it's a challenge. The outward hurts are overwhelming. But the Apostle Paul says, Don't focus on the outward hurts. Focus on what happens on the inside. He says, though outwardly I am hurting, on the inside I am well. I am spiritually well. I may be declining physically, but I'm on a spiritual incline. And that changes the game plan for life sets. He goes on and he says these troubles we face, hold on, they are light and they are momentary. How could you use the words light and momentary or temporary when you refer to some of life's struggles? You know November month is a difficult month for me on the 22nd of November last year, I lost one of my sisters through the cold hand of death. On the 27th of November, almost seven years ago, I lost my father. I still walk into my father's room and I still get these, He smell, even though the room is empty, there's just a treadmill and a bicycle in that room, I still get the smell of my father. And a while ago, I couldn't take it, I just... I just sat down and, and I poured my heart out to God and I allowed my tears to wash my soul. It is as fresh today as it was seven years ago. Paul, how can you call it momentary? Paul, after everything you've been through, you say these struggles are momentary. <laughs> Listen to some of the experiences he had. He says in 2 Corinthians eleven twenty four 24 to 27, five times I've received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day on the open sea. I've been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my own countrymen, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, in danger from false brothers. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have often and gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Folk, that doesn't sound like, like light to me. So how could he say it is light and momentary? Aha. You see, when we go through life's problems with Jesus in the vessel, we have his power and his presence Within. And with David, we can then say, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thou art with me. When Jesus is with us, it makes it bearable. He says, He says in verse 10, we are sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. We are poor, yet making many rich. We have nothing, and yet we possess everything. It all points to Jesus. Even though our troubles know no bounds, our joy also holds no bounds. Because the supreme, eternal, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God is our comforter. He not just comforts us, but he sends people along life's pathway to comfort us. And he says to us, I want you to comfort others with the comfort you have received from me. Wow. Therefore, therefore, we do not lose heart. You see, when life gets hard, we know that our hurts don't define us. Instead, they refine us. Life hurts, but Jesus lessens the pain. Jesus is our release. Jesus is there to bandage the wounds and to apply ointment, the healing balm of Gilead, to our wounds. Jesus is there as our listening ear. Jesus is there as my shoulder to cry on. There's a song sung by the Heritage Singers, and I love the words. It says, he's the healer of broken hearts. He'll mend your shattered dreams. He'll pick up all the threads of your broken life, and he'll weave them together again. To your soul, he'll bring peace and joy. A friend in need. He'll be the healer of broken hearts is Jesus of Galilee. That's Jesus, my friend, is the healer of broken hearts. He's not just the healer of broken hearts. He's my mind cleanser. He's my fear dispeller. He's my shock absorber. He's my heart renewer. He's my God of grace. He's the savior of the human race. He's my guiding light. He's my song in the night. He's my way maker. He's my habit breaker. He's my healing balm. He's my peaceful calm. He's my great physician. He's my omniscient Tactician is my painkiller, is my storm is my pulse regulator, is my future revelator, is my destiny definer, is my character refiner, is my wheel in the middle of the wheel, is the panacea for my plight, he is the healer, he is my solution when life gets hard. Jesus. Is a friend of mine. Is he yours? Is he yours? With Jesus in the vessel, you can smile at the storm. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are an ever present, ever able, ever faithful God as we experience the hardships of life. And this afternoon, we ask that you would heal our broken hearts, that you would give us strength for tomorrow. We thank you for the victory achieved for us on Calvary's cross. Let us claim by faith your victory so that it can be appropriated to our hearts and our lives every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.